Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. I'm your host Sri Ayer. Today I have the pleasure of company of an actor who I admire a lot, actor R Madhavan, and he is uh, going to be talking to our guest host of the day, Suhail Seth. So without further delay, let's introduce our guest of the evening, Mr. R Madhavan, also called as Maddy. Madhavan, Namaskaram and welcome to P Guru's channel. Namaskaram, Mr. Ayer. Thank you so very much for having me. Thank you. Uh, the pleasure is all mine, uh, Madhavan. And now, drum roll, please. And here is our guest host, Suhail Seth. Thank you. Thank you, Sri. Always a pleasure to be on P Gurus. Lovely to meet you, Madhavan, after having seen you uh, just last night uh, in my bed. Okay. All right. Got that. <laughs> so I yield the floor to you. I yield the floor to you, Suhail. And uh, I might come in at the end with a few questions of my own, but it's your show, mate. Take it away. Thank you. So, you cruel, cruel man. You have inspired so many people. I mean, so many people are now wanting to be you or have discovered that they were you. How did this whole process begin? How did this journey begin? You know, uh, uh, it's it started with a call with Manu uh, uh, by, by I think it was uh, August or September last year. And uh, it was a strange message saying, hey, I'm Manu here and uh, I'd like to talk to you about a series. So I said, OK, uh, you know, we get all these calls quite often. So I got this one and uh, it seemed like I was really talking to somebody who was fairly uh, funny and very educated. And I didn't I'm in, in all honesty, I didn't know which Manu year it was. Uh, Manu, uh, 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 you know, which Manu, uh, yeah, Manu Joseph it was. So when I started talking, I said, yeah, please send me the first episode. Let me see what goes. And then they said something that actually, you know, I, I was very interested in. They said it's in English and they said Netflix has already approved it. Now, these two things don't combine and come very easily for an actor. You know, when we make a, when we approve a series to be, uh, to already do an approved series on uh, any of these OTT, which means that it's actually going to see the light of day. And the fact that Netflix was ready to invest on something that was in English uh, picked my interest. And I said, OK, send me the first episode. I'm uh, generally accused of being quite a jerk because I take a long time to approve a project. And therefore, the large spaces between my projects. But this one, as soon as I read the first episode, I was hooked. I, I've never said OK in half an hour. So I basically read that script and I called Manu and I said, what the hell? I, I love it. Can you please send me the rest of the episodes? And he started laughing and he did send me the episode. It took me exactly one day to approve and get on board. But the moment I'd done that and the moment we started doing the rehearsals and, you know, and started meeting the rest of the cast and the crew, I knew that we were onto something unique. I won't say something successful. I wanted to say something unique because it was a different sort of a story for India. It was in English. But, you know, uh, truth be told, by the end of the day, I never expected the kind of reaction that you've gotten so far this is beyond my wildest dreams and you know we i did it for the lark i thought it's good to see how an english series will be uh, accepted in india i've always believed that english content has a wide consumption in the subcontinent um, but i was the only one singing that song but i think decoupled i'm really happy to be proved correct but then also uh, the english that uh, that uh, manu has employed is the English spoken by various people at various strata? I mean, the chauffeur, your chauffeur Ganesh, speaks it differently when he almost, not almost, he accosts Bas, so he gives him a whack. And <laughs> it's spoken differently when the Sarpanch says, uh, did you say F you to me? So right. I'm 
I think what also happened was he did a lowest common denominator on the language. But when you read the role as an actor, what was the first thing that hooked you to the role? Because they normally say that the plot, you should be able to get excited in the first two and a half, three lines. So what was the one hmm. thing that hooked you on? Uh, you know, the fact that he was just speaking his mind unabashedly, the, you know, uh, and that two things that uh, that made me reflect upon myself uh, as a person. And I was looking at how much of Aryaism was there in me. And actually, I was guilty of a lot of that uh, and actually really wanted to, wanted me to, uh, you know, make make me in, introspect in the first 10 minutes of, of the reading the script, like this conversation about the driver we've had with my wife, I've spoken and there is, you know, it, it, it's a fact. It exists. They have been in the, uh, uh, they've been in the car for forever. They don't get the time to take a toilet break or, you know, freshen up and they smell and their smell gets into the AC. And then for people who have a problem with that smell, it's difficult. So the relatability of what was being said in the first 10 minutes of that series had me hooked. And I was just hoping and praying that they maintain the pace and the, and the in-depth and, and uh, what do you call a, a, a kind of a, uh, observatory uh, 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 look at a society that, that the serial was promising me in the first 20 minutes. And I was hooked. So what worked for me as also a theater actor, a reasonably brief cinema actor, was the fact that he didn't indulge in parody. You weren't yes. being, there was no parody. It was, it was satire at its best. How did you as an actor approach that difference? It was very easy to become stereotypical and actually start mocking. But you maintain that 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 difference, that that red line. How, how did that happen? Oh, that's a very astute observation and an awesome question as far as I'm concerned, because as an actor, um, I realized very earlier on when I was reading the script that there's going to be a very fine line between leaving Arya as a jerk as opposed to somebody who's just uh, palatable as a human being also by the end of the series. Now, uh, I was quite I was nervous about how I would want to. I was going to tread that uh, road because it's a really, really fine line. Uh, and uh, Manu had, uh, you know, uh, Manu and I talked a lot. I tried picking his brain, including Hardik's mind, the director, who did a brilliant job, in my opinion, Absolutely. which I couldn't see then. Yeah, which I couldn't see then. Honestly, I just thought, well, what is happening? I was very unsure about the series. So when I went on the set in Delhi, in Gurugaon, we were doing the lockdown. I was telling Manu, I said, Manu, how do I do this? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm so afraid I'll come across as a jerk. And uh, he didn't have an answer for me because as actors, we need to rear, to hear the right lines to help us along our way. And, uh, but he just said, you know, Maddie, it's just observations. And I figured out that that's where the key was. I wanted Arya not to have an opinion, not, not to, not to go into parody, not to go into justifications. It is just simple observations. And, and and then just putting it across as he sees it, and when I when I started clinging onto that line, it became very easy to follow a pattern throughout the series. And that one conversation with Manu really helped me uh, figure out how to play Arya. And uh, it was tough. It was it was tough because, uh, uh, like I was telling you before the in, uh, the, the interview started, uh, unlike all the other series where you you know uh, comedies are you know actually shot in studios and uh, uh, in closed locations and same sets. This was being shot all over Gurugaon during the lockdown. So what you see uh, during the first episode is what we've shot over 40 days. So to keep the continuum 
uh, while you're acting and understanding where you left off the car scene or where you left off the the driver scene and then coming back to it was very very tough and on that account you mu i must compliment every actor in the series they managed to hit it right out of the park in terms of continuum in terms of continuity in terms of maintaining their characters uh, some of them had to fly in and out of delhi about 6 7 times during the 50 days that we were there and uh, i think hardik and manu managed to keep everybody on track i i think it's a fabulous achievement on that on that level let me come to uh, what i think is an important perspective for me to get your opinion on there are certain middle class mores certain middle class morality dilemmas that you know india loves to found for instance the fact that you gave masha a gold chain because you had earlier been told that she may have been a high class escort and because she wasn't charging you money you waved those wad of notes she didn't fall for it and you assumed in your dilemma on your persona that look i'll give her the chain but i still won't make out with her in in that sense i mean you eventually did but the point mm -hmm. is were you being guided or did manu ever suggest that there were middle class paradoxes at play in this series including the scene with the driver all of those there were multiple you know paradoxes at play basu talking uh, to basu's mother <coughs> talked to the maid i i wish i could say i had the intelligence to grasp it as a uh, as an actor while i was playing it but the truth of the matter is i didn't get it at all i was just uh, i was just concentrating on being the actor at that point of time and being selfish uh, and to, to make sure that i don't i don't slip up as an actor in terms of playing the character uh, it took me i think i only realized that after the after the series released and i saw people's comments and and i saw my mother commenting on it and saying wow i feel guilty well you know first of all she wanted to know what klpd meant and my sister and i couldn't explain that to her <laughs> but it was amazing so hell because she loved it she loved it she just laughed cheerful i haven't seen my mother laugh like that for such a long time and let me tell you who my mother is she's uh, you know a chief manager of bank of india and uh, she she loves to wear her sarees she loves to believe that you know my my father is the boss of the house and she's very happy to live like that she never took promotions because she wanted uh, the house to be run by somebody and she wanted to follow her career at the same time and she's a really really strong woman because she was a chief manager for 30 years in a place like bihar and nobody could touch her i mean she dealt with the strongest and the most powerful men but in the western concept she would be looked at looked upon as somebody who is being kept down and i don't think my, i think my mother is the best example of a liberated woman and she enjoyed it she thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it she laughed and she said wow i mean i'm amazed you carried this through and she says i'm guilty of a lot of those things uh, balaji she calls me balaji and she says you know and i'm i i, I wish I, i knew this earlier i would have changed and i'm going to change now and and she really implemented that because we used to have separate glasses for people uh, at home uh, when we were in yeah and you know to give ki nahi inko is gun is glass mein pani pilao yaar inko alag bartan de do and uh, it's very insightful it actually helped us change i have to thank manu for that uh, you know things that we didn't even i mean it was it is part of our culture we just grew up like that and then now to realize that and and realize that how the person who's drinking water in that glass feels uh, made us feel so terrible that we made that huge change uh, in our household now i don't even know if manu had planned it this way but the Possibly other thing that, the mm -hmm. other thing that comes through the entire series is the non judgmental bit of the series no one is saying that this is the right thing or the wrong thing 
whether she goes into the presidential suite and sees Lee on a VC rather than in bed, or the fact that, you know, you uh, 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 are in that car with Pooja reliving college days. I mean, there was no judgmentalness in that sense. Did that help? Did that help you as an actor? Yes, very much so. Very much. Because it was just observations. It was just, uh, you know, bertled out observations. One didn't have to worry about the repercussions of that because you were not passing a judgment on any of those things, you know, especially like when he's pointing out uh, the problem with the yoga dress that she is wearing. Yeah. It's, you know, it, for me as an actor, it's delicate to play that. It's delicate for the woman to play that. Okay. But it's a question that nags us somewhere. And like, why would you do something like that to a woman's uh, outfit? So, uh, uh, so not being judgmental, you know, like, for example, the amount of responses I've got on Twitter saying, you know, it's so true. My husband keeps saying, can I take a video of it and show you? And you realize that it's, the husband is not trying to <laughs> trying to put you down. He is just concerned that he hasn't saying, hey, you know, you should look how you look. You should see how you look from the back just to know that this is how you look from the back. Not saying it's looking good or bad, you know, not passing judgment on any of those observations made it easier for me to play it. Because I think uh, taking a side would have uh, complicated the, the, the character as well as the show to a great extent. For someone like me, whose whose passion is theater, ultimately, what I love was the parallel narrative between you, your wife, and Rohini. I thought that narrative was superbly strong. It had it it was multi layered. It was interesting. Again, you were the you were the good cop, but then you suddenly played bad cop, saying no, go and do your homework, for, even if it means half an hour in Mumbai. How was that relationship? Uh, chartered by you in your mind? How did you fashion or fathom that relationship? Superb. Uh, you know, as an actor, I've worked with some of the best in the industry. And I've seen that, you know, when you work with the really good writers and directors, they have a speciality. They they understand one aspect of life. And they're very, Rajkumar Rirani is very good at telling a, a social story and how to set it up. But I was very shocked and amazed at Manu's ability to tread between these two things, you know, relationships with parents and the insight into a family that is breaking up also uh, and his and his in-depth uh, uh, analysis of how society is and his observations. And to be able to write both of that together in a series is a huge, huge achievement. And I, I was blown by that. And also as an actor, I didn't have to I didn't have to reach uh, too much into myself to figure out how to play it as a father, because it was there, it was written. The interpretation is all that mattered and, and, and I was able to do that. But like you said correctly, you know, he plays the good cop, bad cop, but there was a place in the series when uh, when the daughter is getting upset with the mother and saying, you know, right after the, the club yeah. scene where I'm telling and them a the problem about how to work. And I'm walking back and out of the blue, you suddenly realize what, what Manu really thinks about his wife and what, he, what, what Arya thinks about himself and what he thinks about himself as a husband. And he, he he stops his daughter from yelling at her mother and says, I'm the one who's responsible. And that is probably why we are breaking up. And I, that, see, that for me was that was taking, taking responsibility. And that kind of endears him to everybody at that point of time. Because, you know, you fight things knowing very well that sometimes you're truly guilty of it. But, you know, push comes to a shove and you come to that moment of truth and you're man enough to man up. And I think that's something that was so beautifully written with Manu and that make it easy for, a, for an actor like me to, to, to play that. No, what, what really also was quite 
interesting and inspirational was when you guys are walking back and you say that, look, your mother has defended me before and after. So you're almost standing up for someone. And I thought, to my mind at least, the genuineness of Arya, his decency. See, to my mind, if I were to do a character sketch, Arya is an innately decent person who never picks the first fight. But he's ready exactly. to stand for what he believes. So he's, I mean, as I told you, I, I saw so much of myself. I'm, you know, we're like, <laughs> we're peaceful people, unless you needle us. Then if you needle us, we'll go whole hog. Correct. When your relationship was, was uh, like, let's say, dichotomous with, with your wife, there was another relationship that you were constantly, which was really funny, was with <laughs> Chief. What yeah. was that about? You know, and I love the barbs that I'm glad you're going to a country whose language you have buggered, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that whole thing between you and Chetan Bhagat, including your Twitter wall lately, which everyone knew was a marketing gimmick. Of course. <laughs> First and foremost, you know, even as an actor, I won't have the guts to do what Chetan Bhagat did at, in Decoupled. Okay. You know, to have the, uh, to have the guts to be come, come across as an actor and a writer and have punches thrown at him in the form of uh, jokes is something that very mature actors with complete yeah. amount of confidence will have the guts to go through with. Okay. I'm sure he was skeptical about it, but I'm, he never showed it. And uh, Chetan and I, uh, when we met on the first day, uh, you know, we uh, the last thing I remember about it is the animosity we had uh, because of the issues with three idiots. And although I didn't really interact with Chetan, you know, there was of, of always at Chetan Bhagat against the three idiots team. So I didn't really interact much with him during those times. But when I met him this time, I found him to be an extremely pleasant guy to deal with. And, uh, and he was, uh, I was, I'm genuinely fond of Chetan. As a yeah, person. very decent guy. Yeah, yeah. So, so when 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 I looked at this man, you know, taking punches left, right, and center, in the very first episode of the series, my admiration for him grew. But and so it became easy. You know, Chetan wasn't trying to, as an actor, he wasn't trying to justify his position as a as as one of the leading writers in the country or his uh, celebrity status. Or he was he was happy to take the punches. That made it so much easy for for both of us uh, to to work as actors. You know, some of the lines were improvised on the on the take. For instance, when Chetan puts the book back and he says, "You know, yeah. keep the book back, darling," and then I keep I look at him and say, "Yeah, yeah, you keep the book back. You're five point nothing," and I walk off. Yeah. Right. So those are all. You know, it was it came to me on the shot. I said it. Chetan took it. So, uh, so. Uh, because we had such an amazing amount of mutual respect for each other offset, it became really easy for us to go hammer and tongs on screen. And, and that's uh, that's a very important aspect that every actor will tell you. It really became easy for us to go like crazy on each other. And like you said correctly, uh, uh, Arya doesn't pick a fight. But when, he, when you push him into a corner and you actually uh, needle him, he's not afraid to just go all out to prove a point. And uh, uh, <laughs> it was very beautifully written. By Manu, it was graciously performed by Chetan. I just had to do, uh, you know, uh, what was within the tracks for me. So I don't really deserve much as an actor. I don't deserve much uh, um, praise for that. It was both Manu and Chetan who were responsible for that. But, but tell me, in this whole in this whole thing where you've rightly mentioned just now, where you said that you also were improvising. One of the beauties of decoupling, uh, decoupled is the beautiful analysis 
or insight into India that you get through the pithiness of the lines. See, the lines are pithy. It's almost Shakespearean in political terms. <laughs> yeah. You're like, you know, Caesar saying, let me have men about me who are fat. Cassius has a lean and hungry look. Boom. There were a lot of pithy lines. How much of a leeway did you have as an actor? Or how much leeway did Manu offer as an actor for you to kind of move around the lines in order to get the substance? Oh, on that front, Manu was brilliant. No, I, I, uh, I can't thank him enough for it. You know, there was never a point where he made me feel like I was going beyond his concept or beyond his lines or this was not acceptable. Never, not, not then, not now, ever. He always had a patient. He, he would just sit there, like you know, fold his hands, and here, here's what you have to say. And it is not condescending. It is not answers forming in his head. Listen to what I'm saying, which he's going to slap me with. It is just keen observation and listening. So when I used to improvise, he 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 would actually start laughing first. He would go off actually right away and says, "That's brilliant. That's brilliant." I don't recall one moment where he said, Maddie, let's not do that. Hardik, the director, has said it. As an actor, sometimes you do go overboard. Hardik would say, no, sir, let's not do that. Uh, you know, maybe that won't work. But Manu never. Manu Manu was ready to listen to the reasoning behind why I was doing it or why Suryan was doing it. And he would incorporate that in the script. And uh, in fact, for the climax, we went back and forth many times because it was written during... Uh, the, the 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 shooting of the entire series when we were already in uh, in uh, Gurgaon and uh, we were unhappy with the, how it had turned out uh, on earlier and we were trying to do it and work it and then we took a break and finally shot the the climax in Goa. But Manu was ready to work on it each and every time we had a problem and uh, if there was any improvisation that was uh, that was not fitting in with either the character or the scene. He would try to incorporate the reason behind their improvisation in a different way so that we still got the merit of what the actor was saying. So because we had cast everybody so perfectly, including the driver, the the buy, you know, the 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 domestic help, everybody's contribution was taken. The reason behind why they were trying to improvise or suggest was seen. And if possible, it was incorporated. And on that front, this was the most outstanding set that I've ever worked with in my life. Now it brings me to one point. Uh, so, can I can I just interrupt for yeah, just one yeah, second? Please. Yeah. Uh, viewers, I'd like all of you to like this video because we want this to spread far and wide. And also, I would like actor Madhavan to come back to P Gurus. I want him to remember the good things that happened on this program, so that when he comes back with his next movie, I'd like to have him come here and answer your questions. So, thank you very much once again. Please do like this program so that it will go viral. Uh, so, Hen, back to you. No, well, you know, Madhur, what I was coming to was, if you see the credits, it's very rare that the writer comes number one. Then yeah. I thought yeah. that was a great tribute to writers, to people who craft a plot, and it was extremely gracious of Hardik. You know, it's, I mean, I, I know a lot of writer friends. Javed Saab is a friend of mine. Salim Saab is a friend of mine. They can be really, really cagey and egotistical, and rightly so, because they hadn't right. got their fair share. But here, Manu comes right on top. So the question I'm asking is, in the hierarchy of keep it, which means keep that take, whose decision was it? Oh, that was completely Hardik's. 
Um, that was that was the beauty of Manu. Manu was a showrunner, or in terms of you know, a great a deciding on the creatives. But and and rightfully enough, and I would say about time that we gave the writers the due. Uh, and uh, uh, but but in in terms of deciding which take, uh, which edit, which uh, shot, it was all Hardik's call. And uh, I had a lot of doubts myself about how Hardik was shooting it. Uh, you know, but. My God, he just turned out to be brilliant in the end, and his edit was spot on. I was afraid about the edit because it seemed a little. We 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 did make a few mistakes in the sense that it is our first series in English, so we had overwritten, and sometimes uh, there was a uh, there was a lot of jerks in between the screenplay. But we we are wiser now, and hopefully we'll correct all that uh, when the season goes on. Or, but uh, the call to to keep the shots or the way it has been edited was entirely Hardik's and. Due credit should be given to him. He was the boss on the set. Manu was just uh, making sure we are all staying within the family of of the couple. You know, the other guy I love was the guru. I just loved the guru. <laughs> he was irreverent. There was nothing reverential about him. He was the typical con guru. But even him, <laughs> him looked so warm and affectionate. You know, one one thing I have to say, Madhavan, not one character did you ever hate in Decoupled. It's very easy to hate one or two people saying, oh, even Basu, you sympathized hmm. rather than hated him. How did Correct. that come out? That's a very interesting bit of writing to, to be able to manage. Sohail, now that you say it, do you realize how difficult it was for us to make a series like Decoupled in the very first place? I mean, with all the kind of objections that people take to everything, we were literally walking on eggshells. There yeah. were words we could not use. There were, you know, there were corrections that had to be made because Netflix was not sure they won't be sued on something like this. You know, it's in today's and on top of that to make a comedy or or, or even a satire. Um, I'm sorry, I'm blowing my own trumpet, but in today's world, to stay within the realm of all that was political and, and you know and socially acceptable and still try to make people laugh has been our biggest achievement. And on that front, getting all the characters to be justified and not hated entirely, Manu's. Uh, a contribution and, and the beauty with which it has been edited. I mean, we did have a few scenes which we, you know, when they looked at in the overall series were not required because it was taking that element of what you just mentioned out of their characters. But, uh, you know, to keep all that subtle mind, acceptable, uh, palatable, entirely Hardik and Manu and, I, and, and beautifully done. Uh, um, also, like I was like I was discussing before the shoot started, you know, most we had to cast carefully, not just because of the look, but also because of their English. Uh, you know, it's it's a uh, we've seen it many times where, you know, when when the camera rolls, people's accent changes. You know, it yeah, some yeah. suddenly becomes something that you know it not integral to uh, this part and of the world. The queen, correct. And not in not completely that. You know, it it it, it meanders somewhere between. Uh, uh, the British English and the American English and the Indian English and and uh, here or there a word would be spoken that will entirely give away where they are from and confuse the people. So uh, even the buys who are being cast or uh, you know the the writer in the in the book clubs that were cast, everybody was uh, you know was accent appropriate, and therefore uh, it was easy to be it was easy to see that they were um, uh, uh, homogeneous characters and therefore easy to, easily accessible. So while you were shooting this and after it was all over or during the shoot, which is the one character you were really pissed off with all the time? As a character, I'm not talking about the actor, but which character really got your goat? Huh. 
<laughs> I, I didn't think I'll be asked that question. So I'm trying to figure out if there is a justifiable answer, you know. Was Basu uh, someone you, who really pissed you off? No. Arya never gets pissed off. I mean, I mean, the only time he really loses his cool is in the restaurant where the where you know they're celebrating this, uh, making all these Mexicans dress up, and that that he just he just can't handle it. That's the only place he literally blows up. Okay, he gets irritated, but I don't think he's ever this jerk ever has given anybody the importance of getting angry with. You know, he well, just gets back, but he never. Yeah, he doesn't give anybody. He's so ego, ego, egoistic that I don't think he lets anybody get under his skin at all. I'm so just the, trying to figure out if there is anybody, but can't. So the flip side is, which is the character you really loved, other than your own? Well, I I, I thought that uh, there was a great chemistry, unspoken chemistry between the father-in-law and me. Uh, it I was, was up, up, up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I loved it. And that, yeah, I think the in-laws, both of them, you know, the in-laws. I think there was great chemistry between me and the daughter. You know, Rohini and I, we shared something that... And there was great camaraderie between me and my director friend and the guru. You know, uh, Sohel, it's not easy to create that sort of a chemistry when you meet somebody for the first, for two, three days before the shoot. But you look at these gang and you could make out that they might have been a Harami gang in college. You know, they would have been... These guys, you can see them together being the jerks of the college or, you know, being the, the, the radicals. And... Uh, to create that chemistry and you know make project backwards and make sure that they actually felt like friends was one of my favorite things. So so I, I have to say with Shruti, you know we were actually Shruti and I met on uh, on the on Zoom calls because of the COVID lockdown. So there wasn't really a physical interaction before we met, and we met during the readings in Mumbai for a couple of days. Then we went on to do the first scene in the in the series in the car. And the moment we had done that first. Uh, rehearsal in the car. Uh, uh, Hardik, me, Manu, everybody said, I don't think there's any any change required. That's it. They look like they have been husband and wife for eight years. And that has been, as actors, that has been our biggest achievements. To be able to convince everybody that this is a, a story in progress for the past eight years. Tell me, did the lockdown help? And I'll tell you why I ask you. When you do things under normal circumstances or in normal times, you know, you, you finish the shoot, you go your own way, you come back, blah, blah, blah. Here you're in a bubble, you're in const with each other. That that association, friendship, the, the hub, you know, the bonhomie, do you think the lockdown helped in, in establishing that, in creating that? Because that to Absolutely. my mind was quite visible through the series. I think absolutely and inadvertently because we were all in the same hotel. Okay. And uh, that rarely happens. Uh, also, we were all shooting away from Mumbai. So nobody's actually got a private agenda that they could follow because of the lockdown. Everybody came back and stayed in a bubble. So they weren't being visited by too many friends or there wasn't opportunity for us to go out and get out of character. So somehow um, it became a family uh, in terms of the technicians, the actors, the, uh, the production, everybody. I think that helped brilliantly. That really, really helped. And uh, um, lockdown taught us a lot of things. You know, uh, it taught us that we can work with a far more efficient crew if we are less in number. Uh, we figured out that uh, there isn't really an office required to set up a project. All you needed was a room for reading and, and a room for writing. And uh, and then you, you could come up with something like this. Uh, 
I think in many ways lockdown has a boon, has been a boon in how efficiently we manage shoots and uh, and, and turn around, uh, which uh, which otherwise wouldn't have been possible. Now, uh, when I asked uh, Manu the other day, he says that the second season is is what he's now working on or writing, and he says typically what happens is it takes almost six to eight months for the whole process to kick in. And I asked him this, I'm going to ask you as well. And I told him, I said, look, if there's so much of a gap of one year between season one and season two, does it not impact uh, the memorability of the series? What are your views on that? Um, it has been an experiment, Suhail. So you must understand that nobody uh, expected this outcome. You know, to hear words like what you, uh, what Mr. Suhail said, finds inspiring is not the kind of lines we were expecting when we did this series in the first place. Um, and to get this sort of a, a response from around the world. So it was an experiment. It was something that everybody was very unsure of, but we had a good time doing. And we had kept our fingers crossed on the release. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, so much so that even Netflix, I think, was looking at it and waiting to see how it does. It would have been presumptuous of all of us to assume that this would have worked and get the second season uh, uh, you know ready while this was uh, not even telecast but it does break the continuum um but sometimes i think the distance makes the heart grow fonder yeah i mean if you remember arya and you get to see uh, you know him one year later and, and you know maybe he's in a different shape and size it's a different environment it would uh, you know pique your curiosity and hopefully uh, we just have to hope for the best. I mean, I wish I had I had answers for the COVID era and how it would be accepted. But uh, the reason we didn't plan the second season was because we weren't uh, sure about the outcome of this. I don't know about the mental contouring or recalibration, but it would be interesting to see the physical contouring uh, <laughs> during a separation while you're still in the same house. On that yeah. note, well, would you like to come in and ask some questions and... Uh, and you know, take it forward. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, you can take a break, maybe a sip of water. Don't smoke. That's good. I've given up smoking, by the way. Good news. I've given up smoking. Oh, congratulations. Not on the 1st of Jan, on December 31. I decoupled from cigarettes on the 31st of December. Well, it's been a year then. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so f first off, uh, Madhavan, it's an honor and it's a pleasure to talk to you in person. And and uh, the first question I wanted to ask you was about this upcoming project of yours, Rocketry, the Numbi Effect. Um, where does that stand? Is it slated for release? Is the shooting done, editing done, everything done? You're just waiting for a day? Or where does it stand now? Yeah, painfully, uh, everything is done. Uh, we've got the census certificates. We've, uh, we're ready. We're on the, you know, we're on the firing block right now. Uh, as of now, uh, we've fixed uh, the first of April for the for the release, but um, because it's a film that's been shot in English, Hindi, and Tamil, and then it's going to release in Telugu, Malayalam, Kannada, it's a worldwide release for us. And uh, and I'm hoping and praying that this new variant and the lockdowns don't affect the release date. But <laughs> in a way, uh, a lot of uh, we've already been affected because there are a lot of big films that were supposed to release in January that have not been released. So now I have to uh, take cognizant of the fact that those will be released uh, when the lockdowns open up. And then we have to see that we have the right window um, across the world uh, uh, in terms of theaters to release this film. It's definitely a theatrical film. I'm not looking at releasing it on OTT at all. 
and it's been more of a penance than a than a project or a movie for me because uh, the more you know about mr nambinaran and the more you will realize that uh, this is the least we can do in terms of a homage for a man like him thank you very much and uh, i i have not seen you uh, i have not seen madhavan the tv actor the first time i saw you was in alai payude uh, viewers this is a tamil movie which i think went down to be shot in hindi but in the hindi version it was not madhavan i think it was vivek oberoi who played that uh, role but uh, i just Satya. want to yeah sathya right and um, <coughs> after alai payude in fact alai payude is one of those things where uh, the director maniratnam was so bold to go back and forth in timelines and that's not easy to do when you're trying to reach an uh, you know normal audience he dared to do that and he kept that grip uh, so so alai payude was wonderful you are romantic in that and the next movie minale uh, was a slightly different one and then after that run you have actually assayed a lot of roles where i see that your your tremendous uh, you know uh, versatility comes through and and uh, i also remember the one where you uh, you played the role of a boxing boxing coach i'm sorry i don't remember the name but i remember the role that you played how is it that madhavan the actor is able to wear so many hats so effortlessly um i don't know i whether i can call it a fortune or the misfortune i've never studied cinema or been in a acting school or a film school ever in my life um it's been 25 years or 23 years since i've entered the industry i've only had the the good fortune of having uh, you know a truckloads of life experiences i've traveled a lot and at other people's expenses most of the time i'd got enough scholarships by the time i i was 24 to go around the world twice through rotary through the defense through uh, you know uh, other other events that i won competitions in and gave me uh, you know like they say travel teaches you a lot more about yourself than actually and the world and i learned a lot about myself during those travels so when i read a script uh, i i i try to ascertain where i mean i have the liberty to do that now because i'm able to to you know uh, uh, tread many uh, languages in terms of films and mediums in terms of ott and stuff like that so i can choose right now and i choose based on the fact that i try to analyze where i am in uh, uh, at that point of time in my life and if i'm happy or if i'm feeling angsty or if i'm feeling upset or if i'm feeling bored or if i'm feeling aggressive and if i find a story that relates to me then i grab onto it with snake teeth and i make sure that i you know give it all that i have the only the only thing that i have done as a method for for acting is that i always infuse madhavan into the role uh, so i don't have to worry too much about how to play if you ask me to act like shahrukh khan or dilip kumar i you know you'll see right through me and understand how terrible an actor i am but if you give me a character that i have the freedom to do the way i want to then i infuse my life experiences into that character be it rangde basanti or three idiots or sala khadus like you were talking about other tamil films and then the the realism comes when you amalgamate the characters that is written with a lot of your own personality and then it becomes easy to play it as well so it is same thing with decoupled in aria you know you make sure like my wife says i I just saw you all over the place, and that's that. I think that's the secret of trying to convince uh, people that that's the character that you're playing. Even Rangde Basanti, it was because of the fact that uh, uh, you know I've been in the defense. I know how they uh, they talk, how they uh, you salute, how they hold a rifle, uh, how they uh, you know talk. The whole uh, posture and 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 the demeanor of a defense personnel. 
So it was easy to withdraw from real life and make it real. That's the, probably the good fortune that I've had in terms of life experiences that makes me, that makes it easier for me to make these characters believable. But I'm, I'm nervous as hell. Yeah, yeah, all the time. <laughs> so uh, the next question I have is, see, you were one of the first ones to see the potential of a web series. I don't remember which uh, platform it came, but it came where you are, uh, you were actually a killer because you're trying to save your son. Wonderfully Breathe done. In, in, yeah. Yes. So beautifully done. And, and so now you are, you know, transitioning back and forth. I mean, who knew when you started web series that this is probably going to take off and that in a post COVID world where the reality is that we are going to be always looking at what's coming around the corner. And web series probably makes more sense because you know you can create those bubbles and do the stuff. When you went into the web series, how did it feel initially? You know, uh, throughout my career, I've always been told that I can't do it. Um, you know, when I joined television series and I did eighteen hundred episodes on Hindi TV, they said, uh, you know, you're so overexposed on Hindi TV that you'll never get to do a movie. And I said, I didn't want to be an actor in the first place. I came here. Somebody called me off the road and they asked me to do a series of one episode in a in a love story and that became a hit and I got another job and it just followed. I never even pursued, I've never been to a producer's house or office or asked for work in my life. So I, I, I on that sense, I'm a blessed child. But when they said it is not possible, I realized that uh, it, it, I wasn't trying to prove a point. I was just, I was just happily going where, you know, fortune was leading me. So when Maniratnam called me uh, for my first film, that was least expected. That was not something that happens to a guy from a middle class family who decides to come to Bombay to teach and suddenly he's into web series and sorry, you know, television series and doing television serials and game shows. And suddenly Maniratnam calls him for a for as a hero of his uh, big film in the South. And I went there to shoot with no expectation because it, it was still an out of body experience for me to think that Mani Ratnam would actually call me and then my first debut film will be with an A.R. Rahman and a P.C. Sriram and Shalini, all of them superstars in their own rights. So when that film released, it was it, for me, it was still a blur. It became a big blockbuster and suddenly people started calling me the chocolate boy. And they started, uh, you know, I started getting offers from Tamil Nadu and started seeing the kind of money that I'd only heard of, you never, never dreamt. And then they all said, oh, he's become a Tamil actor. And then I got a chance to do my first Hindi film, Rainayatardilme, uh, in Hindi. Varsha Bhagnani brought me there. Unexpected again, and just went there. And then people said, oh, you're a Tamil actor, you'll make it in Hindi, and you don't have the six-pack, and you don't have the uh, dance dancing ability to make it in Hindi. And somehow that worked. I started doing movies there, and that seemed to work, you know, Guru and Rangne Basantin, Rainayatardilme. So then in the South, I was called the North actor, because they said he's from Bombay. In Bombay, they started calling me the South actor, right? And um, everywhere I went, it looked like I was not supposed to be there. I mean, the, the dots and the lines didn't match up. So when I got this chance to do web series, I was always a fan of what I was watching on web series around the world. They were opening up avenues that cinema couldn't. You know, there was giving a life to a format that existed, but nobody saw the potential of. For instance, Breathe or uh, you know, a House of Cards or a Game of Thrones cannot be a movie. You cannot justify that in a movie. It's yeah. only got to be a long format. And you, there are cliffhangers. There are things that makes it into a, a six-month long experience, right? And that format had potential. So I was able to, to see it. But you know, I always knew that if Breathe didn't work on Amazon Prime, I would be out of work even as a film actor. So it was a, it was a, a big risk, but then 
I looked at myself and I said, when did you ever think about risks in the first place? So that, you know, that that was a, that was a consolation that I kept telling myself, but I was keeping my fingers crossed. Breathe turned out to be a phenomenal uh, experience for me because the director and the producer, Mr. Vikram Malhotra and the director, Mayank, they were in sync. They, they sort of had a respect for me and they were in sync with what I was saying. And uh, for, a, for a producer to call off the shoot on the... On, on the day of the climax because we were not happy and, you know, send everybody away and for Amazon Prime to agree to that, come back a month later and reshoot the climax was the kind of faith that I was looking at when I was accept, when I was trying to accept a web series. And this put in that faith. They, they looked like everybody was doing their best to make sure this worked. And, and lo and behold, that worked for me. And after that, of course, it's always the aftermath of a series that is more frightening than going into it. So now when I had done that and then everybody started coming in now, uh, you know, there was a Breathe season two or anything and everything else that I do on web series have to be at least as good as Breathe. So I had to take a three, four year gap before I could come across something like Decoupled. So, it, uh, I mean, uh, the, the fact that I don't belong is probably uh, where I derive my strength. That's wonderful. Um, Madhavan, last question before I uh, give the floor back to Suhail. Um, see, this uh, Arya Ayer, we see a lot of uh, character. Uh, there are lots of things in him, but he's also a gentleman. When his wife suffers wardrobe malfunction, he is the Sir Galahad for her, and and that yeah. that you know turns the story a little bit, and she starts having a slightly different uh, thoughts. So I, I was really like, I mean, I was laughing along, looking at it, turning left, turning right, whichever way you guys you guys were taking us. But this kind of stood out for me. Because no one can accuse Arya Iyer of being a karmajit. How, how did you, I mean, did you guys improve something there? Because it seemed like it's not exactly <coughs> along the rest of the, the series. No, actually, actually, I'm so glad you noticed that. But, you know, there's another moment in the series when the mother-in-law and father-in-law are sitting there. And the father decides not to give his wealth to the daughter because his son is a useless guy. And... Arya steps in and says, hey, babe, you know what? Don't worry about money. Whatever is my money is still your money. You don't have to worry about it. He means it genuinely. And that's the time she holds his hand and says, no, Arya, that's not for you to, that's not fair on you. Now, the fact that they were the best of friends never left the eight episodes. They were not able to see eye to eye as husband and wife. All right. They were trying to explore other avenues, maybe because they were dissatisfied as husband and wives. But as best of friends, they there was no compromise on that. So every time I would be in a situation, she would actually come and you know protect me. And and there are other times when she's in a in a situation where he would just stand up for her. And 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 that is probably why uh, you know the fact that they're decoupling is a matter of anxiousness, or else uh, you know it would have been a foregone conclusion from the very first episode. You know, you know you have really go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. I'll go, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just trying to say that you have really whetted our appetite for the second season and we look forward. <laughs> and, and, and before I hand it back to Suhail said, uh, Madhavan, I would like to see you in the role of someone like the guy who plays Bosch on Amazon. If you have not seen that series, uh, do watch it. Uh, I don't think you've played the role of a cop. Uh, uh, Bosch doesn't necessarily use all the right methods, but he gets this guy at the end, a beautifully, beautifully done thing. Uh, I, I'm hoping that I'll see you cast in something like an Indian version of Bosch. Thank you very much. I'm back to Suhail. No, I want to end by saying that my wife asked me, <clears throat> saying, what do you think? So I said, look, 
if I were to take away one thing from decoupled is you can decouple an institution. You can never decouple a friendship. So the friendship between Arya and his wife survives and surmounts the official, you know, the societal recognized marriage. And I thought that came through to my mind really, really clearly. Yes, uh, that, that was the entire idea. You know, we were giving a, a perspective that doesn't make divorce look nasty. Uh, okay, but we are obviously nowhere ever advocating divorce. And, and there is a lot of strength in the institution of marriage, which all of us believe in, even uh, off and on screen. But the fact that it doesn't really have to be nasty, if God forbid it comes to that, is something that India hasn't seen before. I mean, I mean, we've seen that many times in, in, in Western concepts in terms of movies. But here, the fact that they can actually be friends, they can actually be in the same uh, 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 get-together or a party and not have animosity between the two of them, uh, was something that we were trying to depict. And uh, I think a lot of people threw bricks at us for trying to say that that's one way of handling it. But, you know, you can't please everybody. We're going to stick by what you wanted to say. On that note, Madhavan, Sri, thank you for a remarkable evening. And I hope we see more of Madhavan, which we will, of course, both in the movies and on OTT. And uh, we keep getting coupled before we get decoupled. <laughs> Thank you for the kindest words, Mr. Say. It has been such a pleasure and honor. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. Ayer. I'm uh, very happy and kind of chaffed that I got this opportunity. <laughs> no, we, we are hoping that we'll have you back. Um, uh, is uh, Rocketry your first movie as a director, uh, Madhavan? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's my first movie as a writer, producer, director, and 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 you know, a trilingual film that I've done. It's it's a first on many accounts, and I can't tell you how nervousness is is a very predominant part of my life uh, every day today. But uh, in all, uh, I hate to say uh, uh, in all honesty because it implies that I'm not honest at other times. But I'm just saying, in all frankness, uh, I made this movie because I. I really believe uh, in this man called Mr. Nabinaran, and I really believe what happened to him was wrong. And I believe it's a national duty, for me at least, to make this film for him. So I put my money where my mouth is, and I've done everything I possibly can for this. I have. I was blessed with a phenomenal uh, unit who actually shared my passion about Mr. Nabinaran, and therefore this film got done under most extraordinary circumstances. And now I'm just waiting to see how the audience takes it. Well, I wish you all the best of luck. And uh, it's very clear from this conversation that you are a person of many talents. Hopefully, we will see a lot of that when we go and watch uh, Rocketry in theaters. Once again, thank you very much, Suhail. And thank you very much, uh, Madhavan, for so sparing the time. And uh, we'll be back again. And I'm, I'm very sure that if I uh, call up or talk to Madhavan and say, please come and share our, your experience about Nambi after you know a few days of his running and so on, We'll have another, uh, we'll get to hear from you. And uh, as always, a pleasure. Viewers, please do share, like, and subscribe to P Guru's channel. And we'll be back again with more such interesting, in-depth conversations. Namaskar. Namaskar, Jaheen. Thank you so much. Namaskar. Thank you.